This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning, I'm Larissa Moore. And I'm Eliza Harvey. It's Wednesday the 13th of April. In your Squiz today, a diplomatic mission to the Solomon Islands, Russian-Ukraine peace talks at a dead end, the Commonwealth Games are a go in regional Victoria, and brushing up on your office etiquette. This is your Squiz today. The potential security pact between China and the Solomon Islands continues to be a cause for regional security concerns for Australia and our allies. A new batch of leaked documents gives a bit more insight into the relationship between China and the Solomons, with China making a request to import weapons into the country to protect its embassy. Take us through it, Eliza. So the Chinese asked if they could import automatic rifles, pistols, two machine guns and a sniper rifle for use by a 10-person plainclothes security team, which would ensure the safety and security of the Chinese embassy. Uh, Now, this all came just a week after those riots broke out in Honiara. That was in November 2021. Now, a bit of important background here. The riots were partly fueled by opposition to PM Manase Sogavara decision to switch diplomatic recognition from Taiwan to China in 2019. And also there were broader economic frustrations. So that is partly why obviously China felt that it might be targeted again. Now, the proposal said the Chinese team would hold diplomatic passports, which would give them immunity from prosecution under local laws. But ultimately, that request was knocked back from Sogavari's cabinet. And last night, a statement from the PM said that the reports were fake news. So even though the request was ultimately denied, the leak itself shows the proposed security pact is causing a bit of internal political instability. It comes as the Minister for the Pacific, Zed Seselja, makes a flying visit to the Solomons, despite being in the middle of an election campaign. Yeah, and an overseas trip by a minister during an election caretaker period is considered pretty unusual, uh, but this is you know, what's seen as an urgent diplomatic mission. So the minister will discuss Australia's specific concerns about the Solomons hosting Chinese warships in Solomons ports. That would be part of that security deal, which PM Sogavare said he is poised to sign. Now, in a statement last night, Minister Seselja said, our view remains that the Pacific family will continue to meet the security needs in our region. Later this month, America's top diplomat for the Indo-Pacific region, Kurt Campbell, is scheduled to visit the Solomon Islands in a last-ditch attempt to persuade them not to sign that deal. Now, if the significance of all of this has you scratching your head a little, it is a good idea to check out our Shortcuts episode on the Solomons and China. It gives you the background and the context to what's unfolding in our Pacific region. Just search for Squiz Shortcuts in your podcasting app. Over to Europe now, Russian President Vladimir Putin says peace talks with Ukraine have reached a dead end after Ukraine's allegations of war crimes. He says the military operation will continue. Yeah, he's blaming Ukraine for the breakdown in the talks. They were last held in Istanbul in March. And at those negotiations, Russia had agreed to pull back from Kyiv and the other northern cities in Ukraine. While that has happened, uh, Putin says that the fighting will go on. He calls it the military operation. Of course, he doesn't like to call it a war. Putin also said that the allegations that Russia committed war crimes in towns like Bucha, which we've been discussing, that they're 
false. Uh, it all comes as Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky says Russian forces are planning a, quote, new stage of terror in the east of his country that could involve the use of chemical weapons. Now, some Ukrainian fighters say that people in the besieged southern port city of Mariupol have already experienced poisoning by warfare chemicals, but that has not been confirmed as yet. Claims about the use of chemical weapons haven't been able to be verified yet due to the difficulty of getting teams in or collecting samples. Zelensky has called for the West to impose stronger sanctions on Russia. UK Prime Minister Boris Johnson has become the first serving Prime Minister in the UK to be sanctioned for breaking the law. He's copped a fine for attending a birthday gathering in his office during lockdown. So that's him, his wife Carrie and Chancellor Rishi Sunak. They've all been fined for going to this hour-long gathering in the Cabinet Room in June 2020 to celebrate Johnson's birthday. That get-together breached the COVID rules in place at the time and, of course, you know, this has gone down very poorly in the UK where many people couldn't even go to the bedside of their loved ones who were sick and dying from COVID. Now, Boris Johnson has again apologised. He's denied lying about it in the House of Commons. The opposition wants the parliament to be recalled before Easter so they can have a crack at him. At this stage, that's not happening and Johnson is resisting calls for his resignation. And just to round out today's international news, Pakistan officially has a new prime minister with opposition leader Shabazz Sharif voted in yesterday. He's taking over after former Prime Minister Imran Khan was ousted with a vote of no confidence. He'll serve as PM until the country's next election, which is expected to take place in 2023. Back home and it's officially locked in, Eliza, Victoria will be hosting the 2026 Commonwealth Games. That's right. And the winner is Regional Victoria. <laughs> the o- Regional Victoria, That's re- exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Because the opening ceremony will be held at the MCG, but then these regional hubs will be set up. And just to give you a taste of how it's all going to play out, in Geelong, there'll be swimming, beach volleyball, gymnastics and the triathlon. Ballarat will get the athletics. Bendigo will get the netball, which is very popular at the Commonwealth Games. And Gippsland will get the rugby sevens. And there'll be athletics villages to be established in each city centre. A huge boost, of course, for regional Victoria. Also making news in sports circles, AFL boss Gil McLaughlin has confirmed that he will step down after eight years in the role. Now, the Sport Today podcast has you covered with all the details on both of these stories and the latest sports news. If you need a bit of a sports fix each weekday morning, just search for Sport Today in your podcasting app. If you felt a bit extra sniffly and sneezy as lockdown ended, you weren't alone and it maybe wasn't COVID. Experts have confirmed it's been one of the worst pollen seasons on record, Eliza. Yeah, I was one of those people often sneezing, saying, <laughs> I've tested for COVID, it's not COVID. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but I don't think that I was alone, obviously, that these stats are showing that there's a problem across Australia. Brisbane's grass pollen levels have soared to 3.8 times the previous five-year average. Canberra's recorded the highest level in 10 years. Sydney as well. Tassie and Adelaide saw big spikes too. Health experts reckon it's probably being driven by higher rainfall from London 
Nina, and more broadly, the rise in pollen also associated with elevated CO2 levels and higher temperatures. It's also causing people's asthma to flare up. About 11% of Aussies have the disease. And the head of Asthma Australia, Michelle Goldman, says the allergic reaction to pollen can also make it difficult for people to breathe. Hay fever, allergies and asthma, no fun at all. If you have got asthma as well, you're being urged to double check your management plan. Also, post-lockdown, a lot of us are returning to the office. It means the return of the often passive-aggressive communal kitchen note. Apparently, Eliza, post-COVID behaviour has breaches of kitchen etiquette on the rise. I think that this is my favourite story of the day because all of us have been on the receiving end of a passive-aggressive note about an errant plate or spoon or perhaps tea bag left in the sink (laughs) or perhaps you're always the person who puts the plate in the dishwasher. And you're the writer of the notes, perhaps. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. But a social psychologist at the ANU in Canberra, Catherine Reynolds, has looked at this and she reckons that COVID might mean people have forgotten how to share space with their colleagues. So we're all used to it with our families and our loved ones, but not back in the office. And she reckons the angry kitchen scenes are actually a behavioural indicator of how we're all getting on. And we've all just got to get used to each other again. Doesn't say much for how we've been behaving in our own kitchens at home, <laughs> does it? But uh, probably not. a good reminder to just pop those things in the dishwasher. Squeeze the day, Eliza. What's something to take note of today? Well, vaccinated Aussies will be allowed to enter New Zealand without needing to quarantine for COVID. Uh, That change came in overnight, just in time for an Easter break. Yeah, if you're wanting to head over the ditch. For me, it's Scrabble Day today. Feel like giving Wordle a bit of a rest and going old school against an opponent (laughs) in your word games. That's about all from us today. Stand by for the next Squiz the Election episode. We're taking a look at where and how some of the key election battles will take place this campaign. There's lots you can tell from where Prime Minister Scott Morrison and opposition leader Anthony Albanese spend their time while on the campaign trail. So we unpack that a little. Stay listening for that. Have a good Wednesday and we will be back with you tomorrow. We talk a lot about cybercrime and hacking because almost every day there seems to be some breaking news about another big data breach. But NordVPN can help protect you online, kind of like a cyber bodyguard. It protects your personal and sensitive data while you're online to stop it from falling into the wrong hands. That way, you don't have to worry about keeping your identity and private data safe every time you log on. And even if you make a mistake and click on a dodgy link or open a suspicious email, NordVPN's threat protection will kick in and delete it before it makes a mess of your computer. To find out more, and get a great discount, visit nordvpn.com forward slash squiz today.